I am so excited to be bringing you this episode. My name is Nadia Felsch. I'm an anti-diet nutritionist and certified intuitive eating counselor. In this podcast, we explore the practical aspects of leaving the diet mentality behind and finding your own food and body freedom. And in this specific episode, something that I talk so much with my clients about and I think is going to bring you a lot of benefit, I'm going to be diving into seven signs that your relationship to food might need some love. So kind of a, is it healthy or is it disordered eating, you know, and upfront, I want you to know that from the 27th of June, so really not long away, I'm going to be running a three day free video training on eating intuitively. So I'm going to be sending the, the strategies for you to overcome the most common intuitive eating hurdles straight to your inbox. And you'll hear more about that later on. A caveat upfront for this episode, if you identify with any of the signs that I cover today, number one, you are not alone. And number two, you have done nothing wrong. We have been socialized to relate to food in really limited binary terms, you know, good and bad, healthy, unhealthy. And the the leading message that underpins all of that is don't eat too much. So Also, I really would love you to know that if you resonate with these signs that I'm going to be diving into, please, please know you are not stuck here if you don't want to be. So let's just kick off. I feel like I'm going to lose track of the numbers because I'm just, I'm just ad-libbing this. (laughs) Let's kick off with the first sign. And I feel like you'll keep me accountable in your own minds if, if I get the numbers mixed up. So the first sign that your relationship to food could do with some love is that you you either won't eat when you're hungry if it's too close to a meal time or you feel really bothered by that. So let's say it's 11 a.m. and you usually or typically or have to eat lunch somewhere around midday. If you identify that you feel a little peckish or a little hungry or a lot hungry at 11, you feel that I'm just going to push through. And yes, there are a million caveats and nuances here. Like maybe you don't have a choice and maybe it feels like you can, you can hold out. So that isn't inherently problematic. What I would invite you to consider with this first sign is if it feels like you simply cannot from your own perspective, like it doesn't matter how hungry I am. I just got to wait it out. Another way that this could be is I've heard this, another variation of this is if you have a meal planned that night, like a special meal or a dinner out with friends, and you are intentionally not eating throughout the day or not eating enough. So that is a sign that is the first sign that your relationship to food could do with some love because you're feeling inherently like you can't eat when you're hungry. There's all these rules about how that has to be. So the second sign is that you feel and, and, I feel like I'm already adding like so many backstories here. I will refrain, but I do want to say that this is possibly one of the biggest signs that I hear from folks when I start working with them. And that is you feel that you can't freely bring your favorite foods home from the supermarket and feel in control and feel like they're kind of no big deal. Like you're excited, you're happy, but maybe you even forget about them. Could you imagine that? And if you can't, that is a sign that your relationship to food could do with some love because here's the the just, I guess, the bare basics of this. You should be able to eat anything that you want that that 
is not spoiled and, and you're not allergic to. And if you're feeling restricted inherently, no one's telling you you can't. If it's within your budget and it's it's not going to um, make you ill, what is feeling like you can't bring that home? And there's a lot of stories that go on here. Just this week, a client has said to me when we were talking about shopping and supermarket trips, oh, I know I'm not meant to shop in the middle of the store. And who hasn't heard that garbage? We think that we are meant to shop on the outskirts of the supermarkets in this very elitist, healthist perspective, because that's where the fresh so-called food is kept. And that's part of the story of why we might not feel comfortable bringing those foods home. We also might have a falsely reinforced cycle that every time we are near those foods, And I want to bring your attention to the fact that it is probably very specific foods. It's very likely not to be broccoli or chicken or eggs or milk. And so what the foods are is relevant because what's the story that we have about those foods and what is the societal message about those foods? So that number two sign is if you can't feel free and in control and kind of no big deal about bringing your favorite foods home from the supermarket, that is a sign your relationship to food could do with some love. Number three on the list, you find it hard to leave food on your plate when you're full. This, you know, I feel like every single one is really, (laughs) when I was making this list, I got to be honest, it was really hard to narrow it down to seven, truthfully. And so they are all ones that I see and hear about all the time. They are all as big, as important, as valuable. And you may resonate more with some than others, but finding it hard to leave food on your plate when you are comfortably full is absolutely a sign your relationship to food might need some love because what we might be dealing with here is disconnection from our body, some mindlessness in consumption that can be caused by so many factors. For instance, we are coming into the meal incredibly dysregulated. We are feeling chaotic and frenzied. We've had a crazy day. Maybe we are so hungry that that is part of why we can't stop at a comfortable point. Maybe we are eating more than the food. We are trying to fill, I was going to say a hole, but really what I want to kind of add is we are trying to feel okay. And the food is possibly going to to give us a momentary okayness. So the stopping when we're full is a step that is part of feeling okay in the first place, part of feeling like I can eat that food again whenever I want, because in theory you can. And if none of that feels available to you on a regular basis, if you feel like you are constantly and consistently eating past comfortable fullness, almost mindlessly, that is absolutely a sign your relationship to food might need some love. All right. I'm pretty sure I'm on track for number four. (laughs) Why didn't I just number these? Honestly. Okay. So this is a personal favorite because I love bread. So the fourth sign here is that you don't feel free to eat bread more than once a day, even if you want it. So straight up, if you don't like bread, cool. If you don't want to eat bread more than twice a day, cool. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about, I want it more. It would maybe be very convenient because that's how absolutely I and so many other people in the entire world feel about bread, that it's accessible, it's nutritious, it's satisfying, it's convenient. 
And so it serves so many purposes. And if we feel like I can't have toast and then a sandwich, we apps and we want it, we absolutely might need some love in this space because similar to not being able to bring our favorite ho- foods home, foods, foods, bread might be on that list. Is it on your list? Do you not even let yourself bring bread in the house because, oh gosh, I'm going to eat the whole loaf in a day or two. And that that mistrust that we have, that story that we have, that might have come true in some spaces. And that feels like the worst thing because we have such a volatile relationship with that particular food or with many foods. But if we come back to bread, if we are feeling like stuck in we sit down to maybe brunch and we order some bread, but we're not allowed to have the two pieces. That's the same story. What is your story about bread? And if you want it to be in your life regularly, if you want to not think about it so much, because as I said earlier, it could serve a really valuable, accessible, convenient point of nutrition for you. I mean, the the things you can do with bread are pretty endless and magical. If you're feeling stuck in that, that is absolutely a sign your relationship to food might need some love. So moving on to number five, this is about being able to scan a menu. So you're out, you're a brunch, your brekkie, your lunch, your dinner, and you're scanning a menu and you don't feel able to choose whatever sounds best to you in that moment. And instead, what is full in your brain, what is swirling around in there is what's the best thing to order? What's the healthiest thing to order? Oh, I already had bread today. I shouldn't have that again. Oh, chips are bad for me. I'll just get the broccoli on the side. Um, oh, that's got dressing. I should get that on the side. Are you getting familiar? Is this sounding familiar to you? And and I I hope that my energy that I was portraying, the intensity and the really nattering thoughts is coming through, is being expressed to you because that is how folks describe it to me. It is it is overwhelming and sometimes paralyzing. And at the core, you feel like you are not allowed to make the choice that feels right to you, best to you, most interesting to you, most satisfying to you. That might, none of that might even be part of your equation. What you feel pressure to do is make the so-called best or perfect choice. Neither of, uh, I mean, perfect doesn't exist in any capacity. So when I think about best, I'm thinking about what sounds good, what sounds satisfying, what sounds in your budget, what sounds like your body will enjoy. That's what's best for you in that moment. And you are the only one who knows that. So if you're not feeling free to ask those questions and trust that answer, it is absolutely a sign your relationship to food might need love. And by the way, that sucks. Like that process stinks. And I'm sorry that it might be happening to you. You deserve the freedom. So our second last sign, number six, is you feel really disappointed if a meal isn't satisfying or isn't what you wanted or just isn't hitting the mark. And the reason that this can be I want to add a kind of a a nuance here that I also feel disappointed by that, or I can feel disappointed by that. So where we would start to maybe red flag this, and maybe you could start to red flag or pay attention to this is if it feels like that was the last time, because the only reason this would feel really disappointing 
is if you were never allowing yourself at that moment to theoretically have that meal or that food again. This was your chance. This was your time to have the rich, creamy dish. This was your time to have that chocolate cake. And if it sucked, you've already made this decision that from tomorrow I'm going to be really good again. And that's likely why it feels really disappointing because you've got a you've got an expiry date on your enjoyment. You've got all this pressure on this one moment con- contrasted with, oh, well, that sucked. I'm a bit disappointed. I wasted a bit of money, et cetera, et cetera. That's a really di- different disappointment. And that's not what we're talking about here. Rather, we're talking about what it feels like, almost like down in the dumps. Maybe we feel another kind of experience that folks share with me is because it feels like a waste of calories, you know, quote unquote. And because again, there's that pressure that I'm only allowed certain amounts of this. I'm only allowed to eat this sometimes. And now that I've done it, it's like I've wasted it. And that is absolutely a sign your relationship, your relationship. I was wondering if I'd stumble upon that word could do with some love. So we are at number seven. I feel very proud of myself for being very concise because this is all off the top. Like this is not planned. I mean, it's planned, but I have not written a script here. This is just, this is just you and me chatting. This is you and me talking about things that I hear folks share all the time. And I care so much that collectively we, we will hopefully never have to struggle with this again because we've got better things to do. So the final sign, number seven, is you feel like you make all the wrong, quote unquote, food choices. You're making all the wrong ones. You're making all the bad ones. You suck. That's what you think. You don't suck. You absolutely don't suck. Even if you are making choices that aren't working for you, you as a person don't suck. I know you don't. What you're feeling here is this compounded, almost crushing pressure to make a perfect choice all the time, every time. What I would invite you to sit with is what is perfect? Do you really think that's possible? And what does that even give you if you can make it? Because when we feel so stuck in the wrong concept, what we're really speaking to is the good and bad, the healthy, unhealthy. What is the what is the best thing in that menu? That's what I was speaking about earlier. What is the best thing at that cafe that I'm meant to have? Not what is the best for me. And they are such different perspectives to take. One suffocating and one brings you closer to knowing yourself and knowing what works for you. So if you are feeling consistently like you make the quote unquote wrong food choices, that is absolutely a sign that your relationship to food might need some love. Now, wherever you are at with this list that I've shared, these signs, this exploration, my question to you is to ask yourself, I guess, how could you not be here? How could you not be prioritizing the external ideas? So, you know, don't eat bread twice a day. Make sure you get the perfect thing. Don't have too much of blah, blah, blah. How could you not be prioritizing that type of information about food as more valuable than, say, what you know about your own body, what your own preferences are, what you, what you instinctively do know and what your body is telling you all the time? Very likely you are, you are and probably historically have been discouraged from listening to those kinds of messages and sensations and signals. They are so out of sight, out of mind, that 
it, it just makes sense to rely on that external stuff that, oh yeah, I'm not meant to eat bread twice. We don't even maybe think to check in and go, does bread sound good right now? Is my belly going, mm-mm, bread? And this is especially the case if your body has been scrutinized and criticized. This makes complete sense. How could you not be here? How could you not fear foods? How could you not mistrust yourself around foods? Because surely, surely, I wonder if this is how you feel. Surely you can't just eat what you want when you want it, have that trust, have that connection, feel good about it, and really also have it all be no big deal. Do you feel that way? It's understandable if you do, and I want you to know that you can. It is in fact your default. It is how you were made. It is how you were at a point. And knowing that you are here, knowing that your relationship to food does need some love is an enormous first step. Please don't discount it. And I'm I'm incredibly excited for you if you are listening and if you're at this point. And I invite you for the next step to be joining us for my free three-day video training. This is going to be helping you identify and build strategies to overcome food guilt, the body shame that goes with that, and diet culture as a whole. We are going to be starting on June 27th. And so what's going to happen is each day for three days, the strategies to overcome these most common intuitive eating hurdles, the ones I talked about, will be delivered straight to your inbox. You can register via the link that you'll see in your podcast player, like do it right now, or you can head over to my website, which is NadiaFelsch.com. Thank you for joining me. I will see you in the training and I will also see you for our next episode.